Hello and welcome to Villain Era Podcast. I am bringing you in with a solo episode today and we are going to talk about feeling lost in your life. And I think that it's something I have been going through. It's something that a lot of other women probably deal with as well. And if I'm being honest, I actually recorded this podcast a couple weeks ago and I wasn't super happy with how it turned out. I think that I went into it trying to make light of everything. And while I love to have a sense of humor, and that's definitely how I do cope with some trauma, I want to also acknowledge how difficult this can be and that it's not like always the easiest thing. I really want this podcast to not only be an outlet, but something that you can utilize to help with your life. So I wanted to give actual help and tips on how I'm dealing with this time of feeling lost. Because I know, again, you might be struggling with this as well. So if I can give you some things that have been working for me and working to find myself, I think that is ideal. I'm going to start back to not necessarily when I was feeling the first lost, but when I got really called out on it. And when I first left my husband, I got a lot of hate. No one really understood what I was going through. They didn't understand why I was doing what I was doing. And that's because I kept a lot of things a secret. I let some people know about certain things. I let my best friend know about um, certain things. And I had not told anyone in my family really what was going on. But even the really bad stuff, which honestly, I haven't shared here yet. But even the really bad stuff, I barely told my therapist. I was I was embarrassed to tell my therapist about what was going on because I couldn't believe that I was allowing that and still staying. And I think that should be a sign, guys. If there's something going on in your life and you're afraid to tell your therapist about it, big, big red flag. So I kept a lot of it really inside. So it makes sense that people just assumed I was really jumping into this conclusion that I hadn't felt about it and I didn't have a long time coming. And then, of course, the people on his side, they really don't want to see the truth. They don't want to see what's going on. And they gave me a lot of hate. I got messages just, it's sad to see how lost she is. She must not have any adults in her life giving her help, recommendations. I was told, I don't understand the decision I was making. This one just got to me. They were like, you're in a marriage. You don't get to just walk away from that. You don't understand the choice you're making. And that's the thing is I understood so freaking clearly the choice I was making because the fact that I was in a marriage is why I stayed as long as I had at that point. I had told myself, I married this person. I said to life or death, right? I said, I made this commitment and I felt like I had to put this commitment over every other thing in life. But I understood the choice I was making and I understood that I would rather be completely lost, completely alone, broke, living at my mom's, then continue to go through another day with the life I was dealing with. I just knew to myself that life isn't meant to be this way. There is no way that I was put on this earth to struggle, to be sad, to not get everything I want and be extremely, extremely happy. So the question, right? The the big question, you know, when I left, I'm like, am I lost right now? Bitch, I might be. And with that, I want to say, who cares? Who cares if I am lost? Um, because the truth was, I lost myself 
in that relationship. I was not going to find myself in that relationship. Do I think if you're in a healthy relationship and you're with someone who wants to grow together and doesn't want to stay stagnant? Yes, I do think you can find yourself in a relationship that way. But the one I was in, I was not finding anything there. And I truly got so lost because I just piece by piece gave up on myself. I let little things add up. And those little things, I woke up one day and realized how freaking big they were. I had put a lot of my dreams to the side. I had molded the way I was living, the life I was living to please someone else. And honestly, all of that was still never enough. I'll say my husband would always say, oh, I I let you travel all the time. You're off gallivanting. I let you do this. I let you do that. And I just sat there and think, you let me do this because that's not the life I want to live. I don't need someone to allow me to do something. I am an adult. And the truth was that, yes, I traveled a lot. People can see from the outside whatever they want to think about doing. But there was a lot more that I wish I had been doing that wasn't happening because I knew the way, oh, I let you travel but I'm going to blow up your phone with 800 text messages telling you that you're a piece of shit because you went on a girl's weekend, even though I've done nothing wrong. I let you travel, but I'm going to guilt you because you went to your mom's 50th birthday. And who in their right mind could have gone to your mom's 50th birthday and your cousin's bachelorette party in the same month? Because that is not how a wife acts, right? (laughs) Tangent there. But all of those things just really started to build up. And I'm like, I don't need to be somewhere where I have to ask permission or I'm allowed to do certain things. But I got, I started to feel really lost and I knew I couldn't commit to next steps in my life. And I would say that's something I'm still struggling with a little bit right now is really committing to what those next steps were. But I was living in New Jersey and I could not commit to signing a lease with my husband. I was just like, oh, well, maybe we want to move here. Maybe we want to move there. Like, let's take our time. In reality, I knew that I did not want to sign a lease because then I would be stuck in something. And people kept asking us if I was, are we going to buy a house? Are we going to have kids? And I just made up all of the excuses why buying a house was so terrible. Oh, that was like the most, why would we do that? Like, I have no interest. Um, Also, I had no interest in just playing house and being that woman. I knew if we had signed a lease, it would have made it that much harder for me to leave. People thought I was lost because they thought I just up and left one day, which it looked like that from the outside. I literally booked a flight around 11 p.m. on a Sunday for me to fly home at 11 a.m. the next Monday morning. I packed up two suitcases and I got out of there. What people don't know is before I booked that flight, My husband had booked multiple flights the weeks leading up to it, had driven me all the way to the train station right by the airport before he said, please don't go. There was a lot leading up to that day I left. And I also knew that just I was really struggling with any joy or fun in my life. I meditated every day. I read so many books. I would go on really long walks and I would go through all of this and I would share it in the way of, oh, this is self-development. Like I'm putting so much time in myself. But the truth was I wasn't doing this to build a better life. I was doing these things to try and escape my reality. And I thought if I just create this really peaceful life, then maybe that will be reflected in my marriage. But when I left, I knew I needed to find myself again. I just was begging for space. I dreamed of doing all the things I hadn't done yet in life. I When I first came to Austin, I just thought, I freaking want to move here. Like the city just spoke to me. I want to live here. 
I have always been really jealous of my brother who got to live in Europe and spend an extended amount of time in there. I wanted to get a tattoo. I knew that those were things that would not have been, you know, they would have been frowned upon in my marriage. So I really sat down as soon as I left. I sat down and I wrote what I called my selfish list. And it's in my phone, in my notes still. And I just wrote down all of these things that I wanted to do for me. And what what have I not been doing because of someone else's judgments around me? So as I've been lost, I've been working through this list and kind of reflecting back and saying, hey, am I following this? Am I doing the things that I really wanted to do? And for a lot of people, maybe it looks like I'm going through a midlife crisis. I am fine with that, honestly. What does this midlife crisis look like, right? It looks like I got a tattoo. I got my nipples pierced. I've been going on a lot of dates. I've been open to dates with just lots of different people to try and figure out what I like again. Honestly, I have been having casual sex. We're good with that. I am watching sports again. That's been a huge one. I used to love sports growing up and I completely stopped doing that when I gave up so many other things for my marriage. I've been obviously traveling more, but really just doing all of these things to try and rediscover who I am and redefining myself, right? I will always go back to this quote that it's like getting to see a color that you have never seen before. So I get to create this color. I get to mix and meld different pinks and rainbows and sparkles and a little bit of black and some moodiness and all of the fun to make this beautiful, perfect rainbow color of my life. And I can't do that if I'm sticking to other people's rules or terms and I'm sticking to societal rules or terms. So I'm just really trying to put myself out there again and find myself. And the truth is I might make some mistakes along the way. I might be like, wake up one morning and feel really cringy about something I did. Like for real, two weeks ago, I definitely tried to hit on this guy who was not interested and really put myself out there, woke up the next morning feeling so cringy. You know what? Like really embarrassing, but Hey, I was being my authentic self. I was into him. If you don't try, you will never know. I believe in shooting your shot once. And I think the important thing that I really remember in all of this is if I am in a midlife crisis, like who the hell cares? Because I'm not hurting anyone. My actions are not negatively affecting others. I am not hurting myself. Um, I'm having fun and really just maybe I think people can say this is what a 33 year old divorcee should act like, but who gets to decide that other than you, which is the bullshit of it all. I do think that it makes the world a little uncomfortable when they see women changing, when they see them finding themselves becoming more outspoken, becoming more comfortable sexually. I think that makes people feel uncomfortable and they question it. And then that's why they have this negative reaction to it. When the truth is they're just living their life and What someone chooses to be right for their life, you don't have to do that. You don't have to agree with it. People can put whatever they want on the internet. And if you don't agree with it, you can just scroll on through. You don't have to let them know your side of things. And then again, I I mentioned I recorded this before, but since I originally recorded this, I actually received even more hate about some of the things that I have shared on social media. And I think that people are more concerned about the truth getting out than actually holding someone accountable for their actions. And I was told that I truly need help. I was told that actual, that women who went through actual abuse, downplaying the verbal and emotional abuse that I've been through in my relationship, don't need me preying on them to make a dollar. 
I do not make a single dollar from this podcast. I don't make any money from social media's link to this. This is not how I make money, whatever. I do not talk about divorce in my fitness content and my nutrition content. So not sure exactly where that comes from. But with that being said, someone's trying to tell me that other women don't need me. And I know the truth is that I've actually had multiple women come forward and tell me that seeing me leave gave them strength, that hearing my story helped them stand up for themselves in their relationship as well. So if I can help just one woman, that is enough for me to tell a story. I don't care who gets hurt by the story. The stories are true. And if I can help one woman from hearing that story, because I know for a fact that one of the things that really helped me get the strength to leave, and this might sound cheesy, was things I started to see on social media and being on TikTok that was talking about toxic relationships and being on TikToks that were talking about healthy relationships and being able to leave and divorce and standing up and seeing how other women were dealing with that and that I didn't have to deal with that, that helped me a lot. So I know that if I can tell my story and I can help one other woman, it's always, always worth it. Um, And to say that, I think it's really important to remember that you should never feel ashamed for asking for help. Like I'd absolutely agree with you that I need help, right? That was the message. I'm reaching out to you because you need help. Yeah, no shit. I need help. I need help because of all of the things I had to deal with in my marriage that I was put through. So yes, I need help and people shouldn't feel ashamed for needing help. This is why I go to therapy. It's why I lean on my friends and family. It's why I open myself up to vulnerability and no one is right or wrong for needing help. I'm doing the things to get that help, which I know I'm super proud of myself for. Truthfully, I let these messages get to me like way more than I would have liked. And the next day I called my best friend and I just straight up asked, said, in my little midlife crisis, am I being dumb? Am I handling things wrong? You know, you would tell me if I was being crazy, right? And she sat down and she said, Justine, You are more like the woman I met 10 years ago than I have seen in years. You are more my best friend than I have seen in years. I am so proud of you. I'm so proud that you are letting your authentic self come out again. And I could not, if there was anything going on wrong, I would be the first to step in, which she's right because truthfully, she's stepped in and told me I should have canceled my marriage, canceled the wedding, and I didn't listen. And I know she would tell me now. She's like, you are being you. That makes me feel really good. And it makes me you know, I am someone who's very self-reflective. I'm always going to be harder on myself than pretty much anyone else can be. I'm, there's something bad to say about myself. There's something bad about the way this was handled. I put that on myself, but obviously, right. I felt very lost because I was in a toxic relationship. I was giving up on myself any, any ways, but this might be able to identify with you if maybe you're going through a career change or just a major life change. Maybe you recently had a baby or you've gone through a breakup or you're just turning 30, right? There could be so many different things that make you feel like I'm in this season of feeling a little bit lost. And I just wanted to make sure that you know it is absolutely okay to be lost. And I'm gonna come out with a real cheesy quote here, cheesy ass quote, but not all who wander are lost at the same time, right? So, uh, you know, if we're lost, it's fine. We're wandering. I think though that you can really tell a lot about a person by how they handle being lost. And this goes back to thinking about a time where couldn't find an Uber. We didn't know what um, bus to get on. And someone was just like screaming because we couldn't find a way to get out, right? You could be that person where you're lost and you don't handle it well and you freak out and you throw a tantrum. Or 
you could be that person you're lost and you're in Barcelona walking the streets. You get to try a beautiful new cafe. You eat a baguette and then you happen upon the ocean and sit there and enjoy being lost, right? You can enjoy the process and take the time. The other thing that really hit me when I was speaking through this is the Renaissance always comes after the dark ages. So if you are going through that dark age and you're feeling like, oh, what is next? That's when a Renaissance comes and that's when light comes. That's when new beginnings come, right? When we think about a Renaissance woman, that means there's someone who is trying all different things. They're exploring. They're not keeping themselves in a box. They're painting, they're traveling, podcasting, whatever it may be. But you get to test out this new way of life and you get to create the sun. You get to be the sun. Like you are, and this is actually, this is the tattoo I got is a sun. Just a reminder of myself that I am the sun. And you spend time in your life finding who you are. And to be truthful, I'd actually question you if you don't feel lost every once in a while in your life, right? Because I don't want to be the same person forever. I don't want to wake up at 45 and feel the exact same way I was at 25. I want to know that I've tried new things, that I've explored new things, everything there. I think it's actually important to take some time and say, hey, who am I being? Who am I shedding this skin or becoming like, you know, this butterfly metamorphosis? metamorphosis and stepping into this new person. It's important, I think, as I hit this as well, that if you are with someone, you're with someone who wants to grow with you and not stay stagnant. Because are you just living your life on autopilot the way society has told us? Or are you saying, "Mm, maybe that doesn't sound like right for me. Maybe that doesn't fit my life. I also think it's really important to remember that lost is only bad when you have a deadline. And this is going to tie back a lot to health and fitness, right? Where it's the issue that people run into. It's not a bad goal to have, I want to lose 10 pounds. It is a bad goal to say, I want to lose 10 pounds by two weeks for my vacation. That's a bad goal. So you only really need to freak out about being lost if you're giving yourself these arbitrary timelines of, oh, I have to be engaged by 27 and I have to be having kids by 32. That's when we freak out about things. But if we know that the universe is going to bring into what we need at the right time, we're not so worried about those timelines. We're not worried about loss. I'm not worried about the fact that I'm 33 and single because that's not on a certain timeline. And I know that when I'm meant to find the love of my life, and if that means I have to wait till I'm 50, I will, but I'm not going to settle or give up because of these crazy deadlines. Don't plan on being lost till I'm 50 the whole time. Maybe finding myself, losing myself again, a couple of cycles, but I think it's important that, you know, there's no deadlines in life. There's no rules and tomorrow is never given. Wrapping that up, I do want to talk about what to do if you're feeling lost, because these are a lot of the things that have worked really well for me. And I've got five quick tips here. One, hone in on the signals that you're getting from the universe. Some of you might roll your eyes at me on this one, but again, the universe puts you where you're supposed to be. So this could be silly things. This could be things like, are you seeing angel numbers, right? Are you waking up every day and you keep seeing 111? Are you feeling really aligned? The other thing I think that I always look out for is, are you seeing butterflies? Because for me, that means shedding my skin. That's a metamorphosis, flying free. Butterfly, you know, just being free, being its beautiful self and taking time to appreciate that and have the gratitude towards it. 
Also, things that maybe you're thinking about that show up consistently in your day-to-day, right? You've been thinking about, like, this is my dream car, and then you just keep seeing that dream car. Go put that on your vision board. Put that there and say, "Um, this is going to make it happen, right? You're seeing signals from the universe when you're getting these signals. What is lighting you up? I will tell you, these podcast episodes, I get so excited after I record an episode. And I'm like, this freaking lights me up. I have energy after. I love what I'm talking about. And so I'm leaning into sharing more of this. And I don't know where the podcast is going to go. This, you know, no one could listen to this episode at all for all I care, but it's exciting me and it's lighting me up. So I'm going to lean into that. Pay close attention to those signs. Start following those signs and let those be a roadmap. Number two, start prioritizing self-reflection. So every single morning, I use a method called the morning pages. And this is from a book called The Artist's Way. And basically, you just brain dump three pages every day. So the first thing I do, I usually do it while I'm drinking a cup of tea or having coffee. And some days, the words flow. And some days, the words are really hard to come by. But I sit there and I go through them. And you're going to start to see what is your brain going to every day? You know, is your brain every day talking about this Pilates class that you love? And maybe that's the next step in your life is to go get Pilates certified. Or is your brain talking every day about adopting a puppy? You know, just start to find those things that are coming up consistently. But also the fact that you're writing three pages, handwritten, there are days that it's going to be hard. And those are the days that you actually get to go deep. Those are the days that you think what's really in my head What can I get out on paper? And also, once you get it out, you don't have to worry about it all day. It empties from you. You're putting it out into the world, and it doesn't have to drive you crazy in your head anymore. I also think during this time, it's really important to just reflect on your values. Are you living an aligned life with the choices that you're making? And then finally, if you are going to journal, if you want more like structured prompts, a couple prompts that I really love are, if you could have a perfect day, what would that look like? write it out. You know, what would you, what time would you wake up? What car would you drive? Would you go to an office? Would you go to work? Would you go to the gym? Would you be with a partner? Would you have children? What would that perfect day look like for you? And start to then slowly make moves to get to that. Another question is if you weren't afraid of failure, what would you go after? Right. If I like, I have no idea this podcast is going to be a major, major failure, but we're going to try it. We're going after it. Every day, if you weren't, what is holding you back? What are you letting hold back from failure? Go after those things. If you were your true authentic self, what would you be doing? Ask yourself that. What would I be doing if no one else cared? And then finally, I think that writing a letter to yourself from an 80-year-old self, really powerful as well. Tip three, say yes to everything. I have been in a season of yes. Earlier this year, I didn't end up going, but earlier this year, I literally told someone that I would go to a kid rock concert with them. I'm like, sure, we'll go. (laughs) I'm kind of glad they didn't take me up on that offer. But everyone's like, why would you go to that? They're like, do you know he's like super crazy Republican? And I was like, I have no idea about kid rock's political views, but like someone just needed a partner. So I said, yeah. So just try everything. Put yourself out there. Again, something I've been doing this summer that I would never have thought to go is I went to a bunch of FC Cincinnati soccer games and I'm not someone who normally likes soccer, but then the World Cup came on and it was another thing that I could just have fun with. I'll tell you, I have some things on my list that I want to try doing an improv class, um, doing a poll class, right? Just say yes to these things that put yourself first. I am not 
doubting the fact that I'm a big believer in saying no when it comes to your boundaries, but say yes when it comes to stepping outside of your comfort zone and see how that starts to feel. And if you do something once and you don't like it, you don't have to keep doing it. But what if you just find this new, amazing hobby that you never even thought about that you get to start doing? Number four, I actually did this before I left my marriage, but it's been so crucial to have in my back pocket is ask your best friend what they love about you. And for real, don't say something, you know, don't say anything silly. But I asked my best friend, I said, I would really like for you to sit down, make a list. What do you love about? What can you do when you get that list back? My question initially when I had it was, am I this person in my relationship? Am I the same person that my best friend loves? Is that who my partner loves? And the truth could not have been further from the truth. You know, the things she loved about me are the things that he actually really hated. So what are things that you can do to get back to being that person that you that lights you up, that your friends love about you? What are you and who are you surrounding yourself with to be able to be that person, to feel comfortable as yourself and to find that joy again? And then also, I think you can look at that list and say, are there anything I'm ready to grow from, right? There could definitely be some things on there that you say, that was a past version of me that I'm going to grow from. And then finally, five, how are you prioritizing yourself? Again, this isn't a health and fitness podcast, but I believe so freaking strongly that you have to take care of your body. You cannot treat your body like a trash can. You cannot lay in bed all day, right? There are days, there have absolutely been days where I was so lost, so depressed, I really couldn't get out of bed, but I try to not miss twice. So if I'm going to be that way one day and the next time, okay, we're going to get up. We're just going to go on a walk. Tell yourself, I'm just going to go for two minutes. That's all you have to do. Make it a really small goal get moving, but you have to take care of your body because that is so, it's all connected. So eating foods that nourish you, um, being really grateful for daily movement, going on a walk. You know, I'm not saying you have to go to the gym five times a week, but really pay attention to yourself, whether that means meditating, um, that just means eating healthy foods, drinking water, seeing the sun, get outside, put your feet in grass, touch grass, Take a deep breath, see the sun and prioritize yourself and your health because that is going to be crucial in making sure that you feel good mentally as well. Thank you guys for tuning in. Like I mentioned, everyone may be going through a really big period in their life where they feel super lost or you're struggling to find yourself. At the end of the day, just remember, you get to be whoever you want in life. And if you think it's possible, it's possible. And don't let other people's outside views because they're just upset that you're not being the person that they want you to be. They have this idea of how they want you to be. You get to be who you want to be because when we take our last breath, we go into that ground, we are by ourselves and you better be happy with the life you lived and the the memories that you're going to leave behind. So hope everyone is having a great day. If you enjoy this podcast, If you've resonated with all, if maybe you feel like you're struggling, you know, try these tips out and please, my DMs are always open. Reach out to me and love you.